Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, where now you can use code DNVR at sign up and get some super special offers like how a $5 bet can win you $150 in free bets instantly with those play in NBA games you clinch no matter what with DraftKings Sportsbook and code DNVR. I am one of your hosts, Patrick Lyons, along with Susie Hunter. And the Colorado Rockies have a three-game winning streak and win a very exciting game, 6-4, to four, to ruin the Rangers' home opener. Oh, my gosh. I don't even think that they had a sellout for their home opener. So that's the other thing we have to remember. I guess they didn't want it enough. 35000 uh, in the house at Globe Life for a game that was almost a tale of three different games. We had the, oh, the yeah. First, we had the first six innings. They kind of strolled along, and a lot of runners left on base. We'll get to all that. Then you had the final three innings where the Rockies were chipping away a little bit at a time. They take the lead in the ninth. Daniel Bard coughs it up uh, with the pinch hit home run by Willie Calhoun, who, if you know your history, is a former Dodgers prospect. So that's the wrong guy. That 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 stings maybe a little bit a little bit more than that. And then you got the tenth inning. So there's there were three different games going on in it. They tied the first two. But the most important thing, they won in extra innings. Our first extra inning games of the season. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, right off the top. I mean, there were there are multiple people that are probably in line for the DraftKings Sportsbook king of the game. Uh, a lot of players went out, you know, had a really good game. Jose Iglesias had the first three-hit game for the Rockies and then went out and got another hit. Had a four-hit game, four for five, with an RBI did have a run scored, did a nice job defensively in a couple spots. Um, he had a very good game. Chris Bryant had two hits. It's really between Connor Joe and CJ Crone. What, what's your inkling on that? Who who do you think it was was more integral in this game? We, we've made a decision, so we'll see if, if our decision matches. What, what do you think and what I think? Yeah, no, we always we always play this game, and we've been matching so far. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I feel like up until the tenth inning, I would have gone with CJ Crone, but um, uh, Connor Joe. I mean, he. He put us over the top, and yeah, that's what I'm going. I'm going to go with Connor Joe. The, well, the more well, we love him, the more he gives us, and I love that. Man, it gives us that that excellent insurance run, which because of the final play that got overturned, didn't end up needing it, but it it still was was incredibly important. He's kind of the co-player of the game. We're going to stick with CJ Crone as our DraftKings sportsbook king of the game. Goes two for five, hits the first triple. 
for the Rockies this year. The last guy you would think that would do it. And then his home run there in the ninth inning that tied it up in that first at-bat there in in the, the top of the ninth got them to the extras. And also, you know, don't forget, late in that game, there was a really big defensive play. I actually thought it was probably the defensive play of the game. It was a 3-5-3. Crone got down on a ground ball hit by Corey Seager, fired it to second where Ryan McMahon was. There's a wonderful flashback, right? He's playing third base, but goes over, fires it back to Crone. So did a good job defensively. Um, and so I, I, I'm going to lean towards him, but you could go just about any way. I mean, it, it was a solid team performance by just about everyone. It really was. Yeah, it was fun to see for sure. Um, and also just nice to see the Rockies winning on the road, especially after everything we saw last season where they could not win on the road. They won 26 games on the road the entire season. That was not fun. And the Rockies have typically not played well on the road. We know about the Coors Field hangover, but even for Rockies, that was like one of the worst you know, winning percentages I, I think they've had, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. That was, yeah, not, it was terrible for Rocky standards on the road. Yeah, fourth lowest road winning percentage in franchise history. They lost the first seven games on the road in 2021. But here, they win the first game, ruined the, the Rangers home opener. A lot of people were were kind of reaching out on uh, Twitter at DNVR underscore Rockies about, hey, why are there so many afternoon Monday games? Like, this doesn't make any sense. And you're right, it, it, it wouldn't normally be that case, but because the first week of the season, or the first week of April, the games were canceled. So that meant all of those teams that should have had a normal opening day around April 1st, they didn't get to have one at all. So they had to shoehorn one in. And so now this you know, interleague game between the Rockies and Rangers now becomes Texas's home opener. Had the dome open, looked mm-hmm. nice, looked pretty the good Rockies- there. The Rockies haven't played at Globe Life with the Dome open yet, so this is fun. This was a new adventure. Yeah, yeah. Outside of the Dodgers, who played there a lot during uh, 2020. I haven't thought about that season very much, but you remember the postseason was all at Globe Life Field there? Like, that was uh, an interesting time, huh? It's so funny that you said, oh, I don't like to think about the 2020 season. It's like, (laughs) yeah, I actively avoid thinking about that entire year of all of our lives. So, like, I get it. (laughs) It it was it was very strange, to say the least. You know, the the game started out um, a little bit frustrating, I, I feel like, because Rockies had a lot of opportunities. I mean, all throughout the game, they left runners on base. But in the first, Connor Joe. Leads off with uh, a single, does his thing. And and this is notable, too. I, I think what we're going to begin to see is uh, a mixing and matching uh, in the lineup. When, when there's a lefty on the hill, Connor Joe is going to be batting leadoff. And when there's a right-hander on the hill, like we saw the first two games of the season against the Dodgers, you're probably going to see Charlie Blackman in there. Connor Joe still might be in the lineup, but he might slide down. And maybe he starts to, to hit a little bit better against right-handers. But Buddy riding the hot hand against the lefty. Taylor Hearn and starts off with the single Bryant hits the double Joe gets thrown out at home plate. You had a, a, a double or actually that was the triple for CJ Crone, a walk by Rogers hit by pitch by Ryan McMahon. You leave the, the bases loaded and that's really your only opportunity until we get to the seventh, a lot of traffic on the bases, particularly Ryan McMahon who uh, had a rough day, didn't he? <laughs> 
Yeah, Ryan McMahon kept getting hit. He got hit in batting practice by a ball. He got hit by two pitches during this game. Um, can we stop hitting Ryan McMahon? He is precious cargo. We like him. Can we not do this? He is. Did I, I didn't actually hear how he got hit during batting practice. Was it from like the, the BP pitcher hit him with a pitch, or was he like playing defense and someone hit a ball, just kind of wasn't paying attention? I don't know if we have those details exactly. I don't know if we do either, but he was hitting the calf, <laughs> I believe, but he was okay. I was getting a little concerned, but I'm glad I'm glad he's okay. He was a punching bag today, though. Yeah, can't beat up our guy. Kojo, he got hit on Sunday in the hand, you know, was a little bit tight, I think, uh, in, in general, but was still able to kind of get the blood flowing through there. He gets the start. Everyone in the lineup pretty much dropped down. Brendan Rodgers was batting fifth. I think he's one for 11 in that Dodger series. But he's another guy that I think had really good at-bats all day long, walked in the first at-bat, uh, singled, then reached on an error that I, I thought was a hit originally. Uh, so, you know, he had himself a, a good game, a nice little rebound. And everyone, you know, everyone pretty much did their thing uh, up and down the Rockies lineup. And the bullpen was was good, uh, you know, again, up until that, that Daniel Bard home run to Willie Calhoun. Again, a full team effort for a club that, I don't know, you, you look at the Rangers roster and they're, they're not very good. Yes, they paid half a billion dollars for Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon. But they're they're not great. The Rockies should be winning these games, and so I'm glad they did, right? Uh, yeah, I know, I know. I was I was slightly concerned because I'm like, oh, you know, the Rangers they've added talent. Who knows what's gonna happen? So I'm glad we came out on top of this one. Yeah, yeah. Charlie Colberson in the lineup again. Great guy, great great glue piece. You know, one of those guys, Cole Calhoun. You know, he's at the tail end of his career. He's in the starting lineup, and so. Uh, a couple questionable players, and, and Taylor Hearn is 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 a nice little story too. Uh, had a lot of swing and miss too. Did strike out six. Not a career high for him, but uh, I think you saw a little bit of the Coors effect uh, impacting bats. Um, Taylor Hearn, you know, he filled up the strike zone. He threw seventy six pitches, fifty four strikes. So the the pitches were there for Rockies to hit. Uh, they were they were just swinging over the ball a lot. So. Still, first day away from Coors Field like this can be rough, but they they end up scoring those six runs uh, over the 10 innings, and they get the win. And at the end of the day, that's really the only thing that matters, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this really was a quick turnaround for them. Yeah, and uh, we, we did get to see Alex Colome pitch because, as we know, there was not a plane to catch. They're going to be in Texas <laughs> for another day. Speaking of not quick, things that are not quick, Alex Colome pitching. We need a new nickname for him. So on Baseball Reference, his nickname is The Horse. And I thought, hmm. well, all right, how do we, you know, slow that slow that down? What's a slow horse? And something with like a donkey. And I'm like, no, nah, that doesn't sound great. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, okay, well, what, what if, if a horse was – what's the heaviest metal? And the iron's pretty heavy. Can't be, can't be the iron horse. That's Lou Gehrig. So that's kind of taken. Yeah. Pewter's pretty heavy. I'm <laughs> like, I don't know enough about metal. Like, what? <laughs> Maybe for chemistry. I went to school to learn how to talk. The pewter horse, or or we got to find out like what metal takes a long time to dry or to, to solidify. We're gonna workshop that out there again. Hit us up on social media at yeah. DBR underscore Rockies. If anyone knows about metal, just like please give us some advice. We need it. Apparently, we, we don't have any in-house metal smiths. Uh, at DNVR in any capacity, unfortunately, you know we're opening a new. Um, a new branch, DNVR Metal. We are. That's mm -hmm. it. 
We're, we're going to do it. Heard so, it here first. Buddy did. Uh, we know he had his 1,000th win, of course, on Sunday. You know, big news. I think uh, we'll give credit to, to Nick Groke. Uh, put a question out there to, to Jason Stark, who who loves, you know, obscure pieces of information that I think Buddy might be the only of the 66 managers with a thousand career wins to also have 100 career wins as a pitcher. I, I, he might be the only one. That's I like that. pretty freaking cool. <laughs> that's I, I think that's a, a great stat. You know, Buddy is is behind, of course. Clint Hurdle, the all-time leader in wins for a manager, 534 wins. Don Baylor at 440. Heard Corey Sullivan on the pregame of AT&T Sportsnet put it out there, and he said, well, I forget what the number was. I think it was like 90, or if they win like 89 more games, uh, and they win roughly 90 games to go to the postseason, Buddy will just pass Don Baylor for second place. So uh, that's a storyline we're going to have to keep our eye on besides just the Rockies going to the postseason and winning that many games. But Bud Black works his way up the leaderboard in all-time great Rockies managers. Add that to our dream storylines list. We should get um, a, what, what's it called? Um, a vision board. Yeah. Power <laughs> rankings. Get a vision board. Well, I know last year, the season, if you remember, started off really funky with the Coors Cat running out on the field on Saturday. You had the outside of the park single Cody Bellinger hits the ball over the fence, but runs past Justin Turner. So he gets only credit for a single, even the ball went over the fence and it was outside the park single. And so there were a lot of those really strange things. I was like, well, we'll have to like rank it. Like Stephen Colbert used to do uh, when he was on comedy central, like the, the death chart of, of different things. And so we'll have to do that with great stories, heartwarming things. Cause four games into the season, and I feel like there's four like huge stories already that have you know been piling up and that, that are making people really excited and really feeling connected with the Rockies so far in 2022. Mm-hmm. Rockies don't break our heart. We're loving this right now. Come on. Yeah. And we're loving the vibes down at the DNVR bar. Again, on the cor- corner of Colfax in York, where members, if you're not already a member, you're missing out. Only 50 cents for that first month. You get discounts on Broncos tailgates when we bring those back. Of course, we've had a couple of Nuggets party buses. We might be doing that for the Rockies as well. If you're down there, uh, like if you if you listen to our, our opening day show from Friday night, it dropped Saturday morning, but we were doing a show in the middle of a raffle. Well, if you're a member, you get extra raffle tickets to win all kinds of you know wonderful goodies, access to our members-only Discord where you have exclusive uh, abilities to, to talk with us, talk to Susie, talk with me. Uh, you don't have to worry about politics or a-holes. Again, only 50 cents for your first month. And and if you want an annual membership, you get a free shirt from dnvrlocker.com. And that includes one of our two new Rocky shirts. And they're nice. And they're very soft. you got to get a good cotton. It's like linens, right? You, linens and the cotton, the fabric, all of that. If you're going to be sleeping in it, if you're going to be wearing it down to the ballpark, it needs to be comfortable, it needs to be breathable. It's not going to be white. I've been I've been told, I don't know if any of the other beats uh, have announced this, like, we will, like, never have a white shirt, which is not true. Actually, we do have we do have one. It's not a team one. It's that immaculate vibe, just, like, a little bit gray. Oh, yeah. I'm, like, trying to think. I'm, like, what white shirt do we have? Yeah, yeah. I, I, someone fought hard for it because it's, like, nope, nope, white, sweat rings and all that. I was, like, eh, all right. I only wear white shirts. I mean, like, I'll, I'll wear our shirts because I like them and they're cool as heck, but I'm like, I love a white tee. You just invest, invest in some OxyClean. You know, it's a free advertisement there. OxyClean will get out. I've gotten out 20-year-old 
sweat stains from my dad's old shirts that now I fit into when I was his age. And those stains come out with OxyClean. So no, maybe we'll get I, more white tees. I, I just like totally off topic, but when I was in Chicago for a Cubs game, someone at a bar spilled a whole espresso martini on my white shorts and I soaked it in some OxyClean and it looks like it never, ever happened. There you go. Free, free plug not for Not an Oxygen. ad. Hashtag not an ad. <laughs> no way. But but this is one for Breckenridge Brewery's beer. I mean, they're the official beer of DNVR. And they're really the official seltzer as well. It's good company, hard seltzer. You always want to be in good company. And you are with good company, hard seltzer from Breckenridge Brewery. My favorite thing that they do uh, with a portion of all their proceeds and profits go towards the National Parks Conservation Association. Something that helps prevent forest fires which they've been doing long before the Marshall Fire and, and, and long before, uh, you know, we, we get into that time of year, which, you know, right now we're enjoying the warm weather, but give us some more rain. It, it rained, I think, Saturday night. That was nice. A little dew on the ground. We, we need the moisture. Dump on the, on the mountains. We're probably going to get one more big snowfall at some point this year. All that stuff is good to help with prevention of forest fires. And Breckenridge Brewery is doing that as well. So check out Good Company Hard Seltzer, King Supers, Safeway, Costco, wherever you do that thing. Other notes from the game. Austin Gomber looked good, not great. You know, uh, goes into the fifth inning, four and two-thirds innings pitched, only gives up the four hits, two walks, strikes out four, two runners on base where Justin Lawrence ends up coming in the game. Uh, those inherited inherited runners do end up scoring. So, you know, overall, his, his line doesn't look Wonderful, but you know, you got the job done, and, and sometimes you need to do that. Uh, you know, currently, after one start, a 5.79 ERA, not not that big of a deal. Again, Rockies are three and one, and, and that was kind of in the middle of the best starts. Certainly wasn't what Marquez did, but it probably was better than Freeland and Senzatella in general, at least giving the Rockies a little bit more length. Yeah, who would have expected it? We love to see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's fantastic. Uh, to see uh, he did have one point Gomber retire eight straight between the first and the fourth inning. Um, some other interesting notes from the game. I mean, the, the, the way the game ended, we haven't like gotten into that exactly. And I only had like half of an eye on it as we're getting ready to go with our mm-hmm. live show, but runner on second base. And, and here's something too. We'll give a shout out to uh, Daniel Allen tough from, from the Gazette off to, to pick her ear. And uh, I, I teased her online about, the runner on second base. What do you call it? The California tiebreaker is what it's called, right? California tiebreaker rule, international, you know, baseball rule. You put the runner on second base. Do you have a, do you have a fancy name that you call that or a nickname for the runner a, on second base? He's a ghost runner. So that's the one that I cannot get behind. I don't get that one. I, I, I tweeted, I said, is Grandel Gritchick still alive? He can't be a, a ghost runners when there's no one there, but we're all acknowledging that there's going to be a presence of something. You could say there's a ghost runner on first base, kind of, maybe, but he's alive. You can now zombie runner. <laughs> How about zombie runner? No, because zombies are terrible runners. But, but like, but he is a, the zombie. He's more of a zombie than a ghost. He's a ghost because he just like appeared out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, you I'll almost got behind it more. right there. You almost did. <laughs> I guess. I mean, a ghost do appear out of nowhere, but I don't know. There, it's either that or the Manfred Man is another one. That one's definitely not going to catch on. But Ghost Runner, 
uh, I'm gonna have to rally, rally hard against that one. It doesn't make sense. I think people now know what that means. Like when you say ghost runner, people are gonna go, yeah, the guy on second base, but they're alive. Okay, these are live human beings we're talking about. Uh, ghosts oh my gosh, I think you're joking? just overthinking it. Um, I, I cannot get behind you not getting behind the term ghost runner. But in that tenth inning, the the ghost runner was Marcus Simeon on second base. Mitch Garver. Uh, walks and then Adolis Garcia singles and the runner essentially comes around to score. Not a big deal uh, because the Rockies had a six, four lead at that point. As we said, Connor, Joe, the DraftKings Sportsbook King of the game tied the game up in the ninth. Willie Calhoun retied it back up or rather, excuse me, uh, Crone uh, gave them the four, three lead. Willie Calhoun tied it back up four, four in the ninth with two outs. Daniel Bard almost did it again with incredible ease. Uh, but you get the you get Grichuk to score from second base on the Iglesias single, who went four for five, and then Connor Joe gives you that insurance run, the big home run. I think it was something like three fifty eight to left field, just stayed fair for the home run. Rockies are up six four. So that ghost runner, you have to be watching live on YouTube to see my quotes. He scores from second base, right? Simeon scores, except the, for the fact that when Mitch Garver slides into second base and takes out. Second baseman, Brendan Rodgers, the umpires decided to review it, or rather I think the Rockies said, hey, can you review this play? It was a bit of a dangerous slide, and so they review it, and they say, you know what? Actually, uh, because of the slide from Garver into second base, we're going to rule the runner out at first base, so that's a double play. That's three outs. Game over. So a game ends. I, I don't know if there was there was a game. There was a there in Detroit. Uh, I don't know if it was opening day. It might have been Friday night. It ended on an overturned play where they ruled uh, something as a base hit. I think it was Javi Baez. They end up ruling it. Um, oh, no, it was an out. The, the, the outfielder caught it off the wall. It was a weird play. But this is now the second instance in the first for the Rockies. An overturned call. You heard, you heard uh, the umpire get mic'd up, and the Rockies win on, uh, on a strange one. But I think they were the better team today, so. You can, you can rest easy with that one. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to lose sleep over this one. Uh, but yeah, of course, so Rockies to just like win in an unconventional way. I'm just a little weird about it. Yeah, yeah, it was. It looked really beautiful down there in Arlington. I'll say that. Uh, as you mentioned, you know, first time they played in there with the dome open. And as we're going to do this season long, we'll get an official graphic at some point. But we're going to go sightseeing with Susie because you were there in Arlington. I uh, got to see, hopefully you got to see a little bit of the city. We'll we'll talk about that here in a second. You definitely saw the ballpark. Mm-hmm. What's what's the vibe like down there? I can't say that, you know, hey, let people know where to go and what to do because I don't think anyone's jumping on a plane tonight to go there for one game on, on Tuesday afternoon. But at least yeah. for future references, and, and certainly when we play inside the NL West, uh, we'll get an idea or you can plan a trip for next year. What's What's the vibe like down there? in Arlington at Globe Life Field in Dallas in general for you uh, when you visited last year? Yeah, so um, actually Globe Life is one of my favorite ballparks that I visited. It's actually in my top five. It it looks like a big, weird, ugly shed on the outside, but inside it kind of looks like a little coarse field. And it's even really nice and bright and beautiful in there when the dome is covered because they do have great windows on top. 
Um, so like, there's a lot of natural light. It doesn't feel weird. You don't feel like you're inside. Um, but you know, you get that protection from that Texas heat. And then right outside of the ballpark, there are bars with like huge TVs. It's just like a big party. Um, so the environment down there is actually a lot of fun. Are those, are those bars like kind of part of the stadium? Because I, I feel like between Globe Life Field and the previous Globe Life Park, which is still there, they still use it for some things, probably a rodeo. I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it is still there. It's still across the street. Um, and yeah, I think the bars there might be a McGregor Square type of situation where they are associated. So uh, yeah, you need that. You need that. Uh, it's but it's yeah, exactly. A quick walk though, right after the game. You're not going too far. Um, and you can grab a bite, grab some drinks after the game. Not have to do the whole parking lot traffic thing. I had a lot of fun in Texas. I liked I liked their stadium a lot. We're, we're getting a shout out from our inside source here. Oh. The a- FC Dallas. I almost said the FC Dallas. Formerly Dallas Burn. They they play their games there. I, I imagine they tarp off the the upper deck when I would go to uh when I would go to games at the old Giant Stadium to watch the Red Bulls play. They did not tarp off the upper deck, so it just looked really empty, but I'm sure you get some some good vibes in there. And I think uh isn't ATT Stadium also like kind of in the same general oh, area? Yeah. It's very close, right next door. You could walk to it. Yeah. All right. Here now we're getting we're getting more. No, FC Dallas doesn't play there. They they've got uh they've got a ballpark. They've got a, a field in uh, Frisco. I'm just remembering now Frisco. Mm, okay. Uh, and so yeah, I think that's like their MLS two team uh, that they have. But it, it's good that they're still getting some some use out of it. I think like same thing with like Turner Field. Uh, since Atlanta's got the new ballpark, I think it might be Georgia Tech actually has uh. Uh, that old stadium. Did you, so I think it's probably going to be surprising for some people that you like a dome stadium or a retractable roof stadium as one of your favorites, except I'm kind of with you. I, I feel that way about Miller park a little bit, which is similar to chase, but I don't know something about chase field. I do not dig, but Miller park I'm, I'm down with. I, okay. So I am neutral on Miller park, um, American family field, I guess. Uh, but very good. Yes. Thank you for the um, direction. The issue I had. So when I went there, it was just, it was so stuffy. So one of the days I was there, the dome was closed. It was just so stuffy inside everywhere. Um, like the stuffiest I'd been out of any of the, um, enclosed stadiums at that point. So it's just like, I didn't love it. And I didn't love when the dome was closed at, um, at chase either but they ended up opening it right before the game started the game that i went to so that was nice it was kind of i went to like an end of september game and it was pretty yeah pretty late in the season um but yeah the reason i liked uh globe life was because you didn't feel like you were inside because there is so much natural light in there that yeah that that definitely can help that definitely can help people are people are very excited right now they're asking hey when's the world series uh and Stony, yeah, we are going to enjoy first place here, you know, while we can. Uh, Rockies going three and one, tied with the Padres. I think Padres do play today. Yeah, they play San Francisco. Uh, they're also two and one. So, mm-hmm. in actuality, the Rockies will not have first place. I'm not going to get into the math of it. If the Giants win, they're three and one and tied. If the Padres win, they're technically a half a game ahead. So, shoot, Rockies are going to have to go out and have stop uh, the count now. Just sweet. stop, stop the count. 
Well, yeah, that, that means something different, but, but you know what? We're taking that phrase back. So I like that. I'm We're okay going to reclaim that. it. We're going to reclaim it. Um, I've seen a couple of <laughs> people tweet it. So I'm like, I think it's fine. We can do it. <laughs> That's cool. And I know there, I, I think, correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't there something about, uh, one of the, the public address announcers at, globe life that's that's kind of you know unique or that's like a, a special story down there yeah i'm glad you asked even though he called connor joe joe connor today uh we'll let what? that slide how did you hear how did you how did you you could just hear it like in the background they they were talking about it on the radio and i saw some tweets about it too but yeah he was announced <laughs> as joe connor um so All quite right. unfortunate but yeah the uh the broadcaster for the rangers has just been doing this for a long time and he's absolutely beloved so his name is chuck morgan um so when they built the new stadium i've never seen anything like this but his uh the pa announcer booth is on the concourse there's a big glass window so you can like watch him do his thing you can wave to him he'll come out and talk uh but they built him his own booth and it's huge too he has his own private bathroom so he is just he's beloved there and when they built that new stadium they made sure that they really celebrated him oh that that's cool i i, I like that story and uh yeah joe connor is I, I don't know who that guy like he's not very good at baseball and if he is he's not exciting connor joe it's amazing how you can just like flip those around and all of a sudden you're like okay this is interesting like if you said gomber austin You'd be like, that is some hillbilly name. You know what I mean? He, that's a relief pitcher. You know, he's probably getting the ball in the seventh inning. You know, b- bigger body. But you're like, Gomber Austin. You're like, he's he's good though. I mean, I wouldn't mind him on my team. But there's a know, lot in a name, you know. They're just there really is. Yeah, Rogers, Brendan. You're like, all right, probably named after Rogers Hornsby, the 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 Hall of Fame second baseman uh, for St. Louis. You, you can flip those things around. Totally ends up changing the meaning. Uh, Joe Connor. That's. That's a strange one. But what is not strange is getting a good night's rest. And I can attest to this because this is something, this is a product my parents use. And they did this before we, we started linking up with Light Shade and with Juana Optimal's Fast Asleep Gummies. It's something that you can take right before bed, get your eyelids feeling heavy. It's got a 10 milligrams of CBD, a tiny bit of THC. Again, you already want to go to bed. And this is a way to kind of help you into that slumber a little bit more restfully it's not a powerful drug that's going to leave you in the fog you don't want anything like that you want wana optimals fast asleep gummies and you can get it at lightshade.com or any of their 11 denver metro area locations when you use code dnvr you're going to get 25 percent off that order of wana optimals fast asleep gummies i think you're also going to get 25 percent off all non-sale items as well when you use code dnvr when you shop at lightshade.com for pickup. It's a, little, it's a little tip. I know Susie and I are, are a little bit behind on our rest. So we will. We, will we are. To, we're going to have to support uh, our sponsors, I think, uh, in, in a major way. Now, some other interesting news and notes that, that have come out. I mean, we're, we're on a high here from Monday's big 6-4 victory in 10 innings. First extra inning game. First road game. First road victory uh, for the Colorado Rockies. But. It should be noted that the opening series against the Dodgers was actually only the sixth time in franchise history of a series of any kind that Colorado pitching allowed eight runs or fewer. Actually, I should say it wasn't in any series. It was the first three games of the season. So that's impressive. That's a great way to start for a pitching staff who, again, had a shortened spring training. All teams, I think, are going through this. I saw some comments online about, you know, ah, 
Gomber didn't really last that long. You know, this is this was almost his like second to last spring training start. That that's what it would have been. So guys are playing games, they're playing, you know, these games count, but they're not ready like they would normally be to go out and throw 90, 95 pitches. They're all of them, their pitch count is right around 80. So really it's 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 not about how long you go innings wise, it's how long you go pitches wise. In baseball, that's what's weird about baseball is we we consider time in in a lot of different formats. We don't actually use clocks, right? It's it's innings, it's pitches, all of those things. Unless we add a pitch clock in and now it's good. That would add just a new layer of chaos. You know, it's it's so weird about with the pitch clock cuz that's obviously what is going to, you know, make the game a little bit more rapid. It's going to speed it up. And that isn't necessarily good on, on the gambling side. So mm-hmm. that will be interesting to see how MLB kind of combats that. There's still plenty of time to to get your bets in. And so maybe at the end of the day, it, it ends up being more of a, of a benefit than anything else. So uh, I'm all for it. As, as you mentioned in our post-game show on Sunday, which dropped as a podcast on Monday, Bud Black, he, he's in favor of the pitch clock. And he's, he's a pitcher himself. He's a former guy, and he understands, you know what? That's okay. You can get through that. You can do that. Rockies 3-2 win on Saturday marked the seventh time in franchise history that the team had scored three or fewer runs in a win over the Dodgers in Denver. First time since 2018. Look at all these 2018 connections that are coming up. That's the last time they made the postseason. Mm-hmm. Let's hope it's a sign of things to come, right? Let's hope it is a sign to come. Uh, Tuesday, we'll preview because a lot of you may be listening to this on Tuesday morning. It's a 6.05 start. Kind of strange how it's going to be flip-flopping like that, but you'll be able to go to work, come and watch. Mr. Chad Cool. Do you, mm. What do you know about Chad Cool? He's Besides got the coolest the cool name, name in baseball. <laughs> But yeah, he'll be, he'll be making his first Rocky start after signing that one-year deal. Right. Um, and yeah, excited to see him for the first time. Yeah, he. Uh, I think he started on opening day last year, actually, with Pittsburgh. So again, it's not a, not a franchise you look to and say, man, let's gobble up all their best players. They do have very good players worth mm-hmm. gobbling up. But uh, Chad Cool is not one of the best guys. I think he only signed for a, a $3 million deal. Uh, you know, missed some time in, in 2018 and in 2019 after having Tommy John surgery. Now, I know you uh, you follow, not stalk, follow, because you're professional now. So it is follow. Yes. Uh, social media accounts by people. What do you know about Chad Cool? And I, I believe it's his wife. I think they are. I think they're married. Do you know anything about his uh, his wife? Actually, I um, his I know his wife was a uh, former Miss Delaware uh, because she um, competed right. in Miss Delaware the same year that my good friend Alyssa Taglia was Miss Connecticut. So I think um, my friend Alyssa went to their wedding too. So um, I do know that his his wife has some accomplishments of her own for sure. Yeah, yeah, cool is uh, he's a blue hen, man. He's one of only 57 players in the history of, or since 1900, I should say, which is pretty much the history of baseball um, to come out of the, the state of Delaware. So that's rare and married to Miss Delaware, which, uh, which is really cool. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's a nice guy, charitable, just like, you know, uh, I, I'm sure you miss America and all that stuff. They can get a bad rap at time, but they do a lot of charitable things. You know, they're, they're good people. They want to give back. And so I know, I think Chad Cool's doing something like that too this year, isn't he? Um, you know what? He's actually for every strikeout in 2022, he's going to donate $10 to players for the planet. And that's dedicated to creating positive changes for our environment, which is great because, um, if we don't 
do these things, we're not going to have a planet and we're going to have nowhere to play baseball. Yes. No planet also equals no environment. So take care of the environment, take care of the planet. It's, it's this trickle down thing, you know, Chad you Cool know. clearly gets it. Chad Cool clearly gets it. Chad Cool is a cool guy. Let's go. He is. I, I was recounting a story to someone that I, I won't uh, name names exactly. But again, if you're at the corner of Colfax, New York, you see me at the DNVR bar, I will tell you who this person is. But uh, there was uh, a moment where Chad Cool's name first came up in and around Rocky's camp. We weren't ra- we weren't able to divulge this information just yet. It was still very much top secret, and someone that I respect very much had never heard of the name Chad Cool, and was just like, I I thought someone was like making a joke, and if you think about it, and we know Chad Cool, most of you may know his spelling is K U H L, but if you just think of the normal spelling of Cool, and you're like Chad Cool, you're like, that's not a person. That sounds like that's a like character. A- it's an 80s cartoon character. Yeah, like he's like, I don't know, a very hip teddy bear who wears his hat back. Probably looks like me. If I was like a cartoon character, that would be – that's like Poochie. It's Chad Cool. Yeah. Uh, but I was surprised that he hadn't heard of Chad Cool, but I also can understand why he was thrown. He didn't – he heard C-O-O-L. Like, yeah, that is uh, Chad Cool. It's not a bit. He's a real dude. It's a real dude. You got, you got to see the spelling. It, it, it definitely makes – a lot more sense. So uh, to wrap up, you know, any other, any other tidbits from Monday's game uh, bullpen was solid. You know, Justin Lawrence there, uh, unfortunately gave up the inherited runners. Uh, Mick Tyler Kinley did a nice job scoreless inning. Carlos Estevez did his thing. Colome did his thing. So uh, bullpen, you know, coming through outside of that home run for Bard, we are, st- we can actually count four four games into the season. I don't think this has ever been a thing that's been possible for the last 30 years in Rockies baseball, we can not only can we do it on one hand, but we can just count in general two, two runs. That's how many runs the bullpen has given up all year. It's only four games, but we can actually keep track of that. Two runs the bullpen has been credited with giving up. That's it. That's pretty damn good. Let's keep it that way. Let's absolutely. Let's, <laughs> Let's do that. Uh, it's Monday. So you know what that means? I'm going to rustle my papers like it's a talk show. I don't have papers. I feel so left out. <laughs> I'll, I'll, there you go. I'll ruffle it for both of us. It's, it's Monday. And so this is something that, you know, will certainly have to be reoccurring because we know a lot of people in our market are excited about it. Uh, even if the Rockies are very good, you're excited about prospects. It's Monday. We like alliterations, things that have the same general sound. Mm -hmm. So we might as well celebrate minor league Monday. And you know, you know, I love minor league baseball. Um, and I mean, if we can talk about my yard goats, any opportunity, I will snag that. Uh, but it's just so much fun to look to look towards the future and see what we're going to have coming up in a couple of years. Yeah, we're, we'll do our best to just kind of touch on a little bit things. Hey, well, who's hot? Who's not? Um, we 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 could have started with Hartford, but we'll we'll start we in, in in order of affiliate from the top to the bottom. Albuquerque, they are home. On Tuesday, so there could be someone who listens to this Tuesday morning. They're going to get up and maybe drive down to Albuquerque. It's doable. It's, it's like not very far, but yeah, it's funny that Albuquerque opened their season against the Dodgers AAA affiliates. That's right, and I meant to look it up. Oh, Tacoma, that's it. They're the uh, Isotopes play Tacoma on Tuesday, so they mm-hmm. got their homeowner home opener, and they are actually seventeen thousand plus fans away from eclipsing ten million fans since they opened their ballpark, Isotopes Park, in 2003. Like, that's 
amazing. It wasn't all, you know, wasn't all Rockies uh, affiliation, wasn't all mm-hmm. that, but but still, we can give props to uh, to our neighbors from the South in New Mexico, in yeah. Albuquerque. They love their isotopes baseball and they support really, really well. So I, I love that. They do. Yeah, it's definitely beloved in the community and it's just such a cool place, such a cool city. In spring training, because again, you came on right before first pitch, pretty much. It was either you or Russell Wilson, I think. I, I you know, to, to be honest, we did offer Russell Wilson the other spot uh, here on DNVR Rockies. Mm-hmm. He said, no, I'd rather throw out first pitch. And so I'm sorry you didn't get it to throw out the first pitch, but now you get to cover baseball. So it's still exactly. In. You know still what? Um, this will give me joy all season long, hopefully. So it's still a win, but I'm curious, who did you have a favorite prospect uh, this spring? Or, you know, even if it was someone that we didn't get a chance to see all that much at Salt River Fields, but you're like, hey, Benny Montgomery, he, I think he only got in like one game, but you're like, I'm a big Benny Montgomery fan. Or were there there's some other prospects that you were you were really high on that that played well this spring? Oh my gosh. I mean, I was just so excited to see everyone. Um, and it's so weird too, because like, since I traveled so much last year, I was like, Oh, right. Like I like really missed out on like all of the, um, all of the yard goods prospects last year. Cause I wasn't at yard goods games. Like I normally was, but, um, Tovar, I'm very excited to see he's in double a this year. Um, and I'm sad that I'm missing him. Uh, um, but it seems like he's pretty happy in Hartford likes the Spanish speaking community up there too. So, um, I think the happier he is, the, you know, the better things we'll see. I like that. Tovar was the guy I think for, for everybody. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's a good pick. Montero, you know, we're talking about Albuquerque. Got to throw him in there. Already has two home runs from that. Uh, six game series. They play six game series uh, in minor league baseball now. So mm-hmm. the players don't have to travel as much. Monday is is like a permanent off day. Mm-hmm. So players can have uh, some time to rest, relax, and actually enjoy some nice accommodations. I'm, I'm sure you've probably seen some of the the homes that have been arranged by by different teams. And so now players have they have a nice place to to live at, which 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 is good to see. But but Montero for uh, Albuquerque, six for twenty three. So six for 22, excuse me, so far here in the early going, a double, two homers, as I said, three RBI, four walks, only five Ks, not too bad. So he's off to that good start. We're definitely going to see him at some point at Coors Field, I think. Whether whether he's needed or not, whether you just need uh, someone for a couple games before another player comes off the IL, I think he's going to just get that opportunity to get his first cup of coffee and, and dip his toe in that big league water. Nice. I love it. Can't wait to see it. <laughs> And I know your uh, your yard goats. I think you know they they played pretty well against Binghamton, another uh, Dunder Mifflin uh, branch there. Oh my gosh, you're such an I'm, I'm not the biggest office person in that I'm not an office person at all. But um, yeah, the yard goats they had their opening night the same night the Rockies did, um, and they won a quick three game series against the Mets affiliate, the Rumble Ponies. Hilarious! Uh, but on Sunday night we saw a tie breaking seventh inning two run homer from outfielder Jimmy Heron. He came in as a pinch hitter, um, and then Riley Pint also made his double A debut, and that's a name that I'd been looking forward to for a long time, mostly because um, I just loved the the opportunities to play on the pint because we used to drink rally gallons in Hartford and I would love to just, we could have had rally pints. I don't know. It just would have been awesome. We'll, we'll have to get back to that because I've, I've got a, a, a thing for that because, you know, Seth Beer hit the walk-off homer and you, know, you can celebrate. But if you're the pitcher, I mean, well, oh, pitcher. 
pitcher. That's a beer thing. Right? Yeah. It's Giant. the opportunity. You'd have to like save the game. You know what I mean? Like it's not as glamorous, obviously. Like when you're the pitcher, you just, yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. You struck the guy out, whatever it is. Uh, but you're right. There's uh, the people in Hartford are creative enough. They'll, they'll figure it out to celebrate Riley Pines, uh, mm -hmm. uh, his season. Hopefully he you know, has a good one, whether he makes his debut with the Rockies or not is really, it, it, it doesn't matter at this point. Cause the, the kid stepped away from the game, retired, you know, just, just wasn't working out for him, but to go back, play, contribute, uh, you know, be around with his teammates and, and do that thing. That's great. You just wish for a, a happy life for Mr. Pine. Yeah, for sure. Uh, final guy to talk about Joe rock. I got a chance to, to catch up with him down in, in spring training. So eventually you will, you will see that uh, on the DNVR.com, but he skipped low a, uh, he skipped low a Fresno and was pitching for Spokane uh, 68th overall pick there in the 2021 draft six innings, only gave up three hits unearned run struck out six did, did really nice. And his battery mate, I think drew Romo had a, had a pretty good game as well. Didn't he? Um, yeah. So, um, he, yeah, Drew Romo killing it, uh, four hits in five at bats. He scored twice. Um, so now he has six hits over his first two games this season. Nice solid start. You like that. You like that. Like so, that. so here's a, here's a question to, to pitch to you here in our little miscellaneous section here, um, that I, I thought was interesting and it, you know, it almost ties in with Riley Pine a little bit because we know pitchers. Uh, they, they can't do that sexy thing with the walk-off home run. So Shohei Otani, yeah, we saw on opening day, you know, they make a brand, they make a new rule for him. So you know, no one's talking about the fact that they changed the rule literally for one guy, right? Some something that almost makes no sense. You're like, no, if the pitcher comes out, he can stay in to hit. Well, pitchers suck at hitting, so they literally change a <laughs> rule for one guy. Guess what? I'm for it. Do it. That the baseball should be doing these kind of things. Ban the shift. Fine. I'm okay with that. So Tani, besides besides the fact they they changed the game for him, changed the rules, he did something no player has ever done. He threw the first pitch for his team, Los Angeles Angels, and he also took the first pitch because he's the leadoff hitter for the Angels. First player to ever do something like that. What else is what else is out there to do that would be like an amazing story that nobody else could possibly do? And so I'm catching you all totally off guard here. Um, but it's like, what, what, what else is there? I feel like that's like the total defining thing where like you're doing two different things on both sides. I don't think, I, I don't know. Again, reach out to us on Twitter at DR yeah. underscore Rockies. I had a couple thoughts. I don't know if you, if you've got one, you can pop up immediately off the top of your head. I mean, could he hit a home run and rob a home run? Now, all right. So that's probably happened. Yeah. But yes. They okay. Now you're thinking. I hadn't thought of that one. Okay. Yeah. You hit a homer. You rob a homer. You're like, okay, that's both sides of the ball. It's the same kind of similar thing. I like that one. Um, one of the things I wrote down, which is like crazy, and you're like, okay, this would never happen. But, but it, it could. It's not that crazy. What if here? Okay, hear me out. You're you're not an architect. You're just a college student, and you help build a stadium. Not literally, like you're there, you might be there for a month, but you're there doing something. My cousin, when he was in college, he helped build uh, part of Coors Field. He just did like uh, electrical work. So he didn't, he didn't build it, but he did some you know electrician work. So, okay, he did that. Well, what if my cousin, what's up, Eric? He also then played in that stadium, whether it was for the Rockies or somebody else. 
that that's like a weird outside the box kind of thing. You help build a stadium and then you get to play in it. That is, I feel like that would only happen in a work of fiction. Um, <laughs> Maybe. It sounds like you're putting together a great novel, a great baseball novel. <laughs> I guess. I, I'm just trying to think. It's just, it's just a quirky thing. And so like, that would right. be really cool though. So, and, and I'm, because I'm thinking of both sides, you get the pitching you got the hitting for Otani, and he's doing the first. He's throwing the first pitch. And so you go, all right, well, what if you got the last out? So this maybe this is Riley Pine. What could Riley Pine do if he closes the game out and gets the final out? Is there something he could do at the end of the game? So you know what he did. He saved the game. What could he do at the beginning of the game? He could throw the first pitch out, I guess. Like, that's coincidental. It's still cool. It's still a cool story. Yeah, he could sing the national anthem. You can see, yeah, he, he could, could. Be, he could be the little kid that says <laughs> play ball, but also close out a professional game. Yeah. He could be that little kid. Um, that yeah. Has, have players like ever done the national anthem? I mean, I guess you could do that. Are there, yeah. Are there players who have sung the national anthem? Maybe not active, but, or yeah, but, but do we have any former like players that? who've got some pipes on them? We have that, to. That's like something the Savannah bananas would do. And that's a whole other episode, oh, right? That's, Actually, but in the minor leagues, game. the minor leagues is where something like that should happen. Where if someone's a good singer, hey, also you know do the national anthem, and well, it, again, it's almost similar to like, hey, it's a bobblehead, bobblehead day, and then you go out and you do something big in that game. I remember once going, it was the Shane Victorino hula. It wasn't a bobblehead, but it was like a hula doll, and he hit a home run in that game. I think it might have even been the game winner. So uh, that's kind of a, a cool thing. And here, I'll, I'll bring it back to the Rockies since I mentioned bobblehead or I mentioned giveaways. This was something that I noticed because again, we only recently got the schedule back uh, mm -hmm. on MLB.com and, and now we've got times and hopefully you got your magnet schedule. You came to the ballpark and you got the magnet schedule. Oh, um, you know, but, I have mine. Absolutely. But um, if you go to Rockies.com, you can see what some of the giveaways are. I think they're going to have, end up having more. There's a couple, you know, the tote bags and stuff, but there will be three, Bobbleheads. We'll have to put this out in the next couple days. Uh, I'll ask you, Susie, what, what bobblehead are you most excited about? In June, you know what? You got Herman Marquez. Oh, mm -hmm. they are already? Have you seen them? Well, what was that? You got the scoop? I said, do you know what the bobbleheads are already? I always know when the bobbleheads are coming. I love okay. a bobblehead. I love a giveaway. But I'm sorry, All continue. Right. I interrupted you. I think I was breaking up a little bit too. Oh, you're good. You're good. So we got uh, in June, Herman Marquez has a bobblehead. It's like an all-star game bobblehead, at least. Again, that's how they're they're selling it. So he'll probably have the uniform on. That's cool. I like that. Uh, a Ryan McMahon bobblehead in July, and then a Chris Bryant one in August. So three players that, mm -hmm. to my recollection, have never had a bobblehead for the Rockies. Last year, they had a, a, a Charlie Blackman one. They had the Larry Walker Hall of Fame one. Uh, but both those guys have had bobbleheads before. So three brand new ones. Is there one that you might be more excited than another to get Marquez, McMahon, or Bryant? You know, okay, so I love Marquez, but I didn't love those all-star game uniforms last year. So I got to go with McMahon, my former yard goat, my boy. <laughs> I think that's a good point. Yeah, that might not look uh, toyetic, which – some people might know that's it's a, it's a, it's a made up word, but like things that when they're, they're made into a toy, they just look amazing. Like, even if you're an adult, you're like, I kind of want that. Oh, like photogenic, it, but as a toy. Toyetic. Yes. I, okay. All right. I'm following. Like I, can, I'm following. like I can remember being like 
13 and I hadn't had action figures in like a year or two, but there was like some kind of Batman action figure that I happened to see that I'm like, this, I don't, I just want this thing. I, I want this toy. I want it. I, I wasn't even a huge Batman guy, but it was very toyetic. So we'll see. I don't know if the Marquez one will be as toyetic, if there'll be any themes for the McMahon or Bryant one. The theme is just they are really good Colorado Rockies players. So the theme is we love them. We do. I think I think McMahon might might be the most excited that people will be for. I, I want to say Marquez maybe get more votes, but if we tell them it's the All Star Game one, that I think that could tip it a little bit. You're right. Mm-hmm. I think people might not be too happy with that. Yeah, I didn't love those uniforms. They didn't scream Colorado to me. But, of course, you know, it was a last-minute location change. So, you know, you have to plan those things years in advance. Everything Um, else went perfect. mm -hmm. And so it's like, yep, okay, that happens. Everything else really was perfect. Mm -hmm. Did you like the Futures game uh, uniforms? The National League ones were black. They had, like, a little bit of peach and purple in it, which Mm -hmm. that they might have been able to do, like, last minute. But they they look they had like some Rockies flair to them. I don't think you can get those anywhere. Hit me up. My DMs are open. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at Patrick D Lions on Twitter or email me Patrick at the DNVR.com. I want one of those future game jerseys. I've never seen them sold anywhere. I don't think you can get them. They he, look great. Patrick is pandering to you right now. Please, someone get him one of those jerseys. Hook please, it up. Please, please hook it up or just just drop the link and just say here's where you get drop it. Drop the link. That's it. I, I, I'll, I'll pay for it. I'm, I'm very, very much okay with that. Oh, okay. He'll pay for it. He'll pay for it. Good. I am. And, I, and I'm very much okay with the Rockies right now. Three and one atop the NL West, at least at the time that we record this. Mm-hmm. Looking good. Going for the sweep. It's a, it's a two-game series, so it's a, a, a tiny broom. It's just like a tiny little little sweeper that you have in the bathroom in the corner uh, to, to, to collect up all your fingernail clippings and all that. I didn't want to go there. I did. It's too late. I already said it was in the bathroom. So that's what's going on with that little sweeper. You brought it to a weird place, but that's okay. It's not the weirdest place it could have gone. I did. And make sure you got to go over to the YouTube channel on DNVR Sports so you can see me doing the little my hand gesture for, for sweeping toenail clippings. And I said it again. And I said it again. Uh, but no, this is, this is a good time. This is exciting. And uh, we get an off day on Wednesday. And then Cubs are in town. Phillies are in town, so make sure you know you get some tickets. I think the weather looks like it's going to be nice this weekend. Still got a mm-hmm. few days to go until we get there. Cubs are not the same old Cubs. Uh, Rockies might not be the same old Rockies either. We'll see. It's still early, but you can feel excited. Don't let anyone tell you how to feel or how to fan. You can be excited right now. They're 3-1. and one. They're looking good. Yeah, it does feel good. And I will also, I'm remembering fondly, though, a Cubs-Rockies spring training game where I think it was like 17-1 Rockies. Um, yes. So fun. I mean, yes. some fans were not nice to me at Sloan, but I'm like, you know we're at baseball practice, right? Like, this game doesn't count. Baseball um, practice. I like that. Yeah. I was just like, well, can you relax? <laughs> well, what, we, what you could also do, too, is this would be a great way. We'll plant this seed now, and maybe we'll have to mention it all week long to Rockies fans. You can troll Cubs fans because if they show up with a Bryant jersey, now they might be a Bryant fan, so they may have switched. They may have actually, they may actually be a Rockies fan or a little bit of half and half. But if they've got the Cubs Bryant jersey on, be like, yeah, go Rockies, right? Just totally like like play it off. And they're like, no, I just, I didn't get the new guys because the new guys aren't good. I'm supporting the Cubs. Yeah, but Bryant, right? Rockies, let's go pound that. 
do some good trolling there. That's oh, how you I wanna, get to that. You know I love to troll, so I'm going to do that for sure. If they got a Javi Baez jersey, you're like, Tigers, right? Like, no, <laughs> it was from, or if they're wearing Schwarber, you're like, Phillies. You're a big Phillies <laughs> fan? You ever been to a Wawa before? Troll all of those guys. Anthony Rizzo. Whoa, Yankees fans? That's okay. You're welcome here. No, I'm, I'm, I'm a Cubs fan. What you, it's just a Rizzo. Yankees, though, right? Yankees, though. Troll those Cubs fans. Their time is long overdue. They even won a World Series. Make them. Feel. We don't have to. We don't have to feel bad for them anymore. They got their World Series. We can go back to roasting them twenty four seven. Roast them totally, totally. Uh, this has been great. Again, the DNVR.com, where not only you're going to get a lot of exclusive content on the Rockies side from us, but you're also going to get Broncos, Nuggets, Avs, Rapids, Rams, Buffs, golf, rugby. We've we've got it all. Uh, we're doing that damn thing. And you get that member-sized beer as well when you're down on the corner of Colfax and York at the DNVR bar, all kinds of discount, extra raffle tickets at watch parties. I think we got some watch parties coming up this week as well. Uh, so check there the schedule on that. A lot of parties happening this week because there's a lot happening in the Denver sports world. It is. It's it's a good time. It's uh, let, Let's enjoy it while it lasts. Not saying it isn't going to last. I mean, they have to win the World Series. That's the only way it really lasts. But mm -hmm. look, it's enjoy it. Uh, again, the DNVR.com, 50 cents for your first month. We're on Twitter at DNVR underscore Rockies, at Patrick D. Lyons, and at the Susie Hunter. Is it the or the? It's the. Thank you. <laughs> it, I just didn't want to confuse people. They, they might throw in an extra E there. The Susie no, Hunter. no, it's not like Hunter. Megan the Stallion, but it is. I oh. do prefer that you pronounce it V instead of the. Follow her on Twitter, Susie the Hunter. <laughs> and she'll get back to you again. Email me, Patrick at the DNVR.com, Susie at the DNVR.com. This has been great. Rockies have a lot of momentum. We've got a lot of momentum, but you know what they say? Momentum, it's only as good as tomorrow's podcast. So we'll talk to you then. We love our friends at Green Mountain Dental Group since they've taken such great care of all of our DNVR members over the years, including our Rockies fans who they've got some pearly white smiles now these days. It's just great to show off a beautiful smile. And all of that is thanks to Green Mountain Dental Group. When you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam with them, you're going to receive a free Sonicare toothbrush from Green Mountain Dental Group, located just 15 minutes from downtown Denver.